Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. NFL draft just happened. The Cardinals drafted a chipmunk who's going to turn around their franchise. Chiefs are going down. Pats are going up. Uh-oh. And there's a sports gambler killing it on Jeopardy. And it's not Weird Mike. Here we go. Freestyle. Rock on my Welcome back to Look Who's Talking. Look Who's Talkers from all over the world. Ni hao, previet, hola, vanagam. Vanagam. And uh, hello, wherever you're listening to episode 50 of your favorite NFL podcast. Well, God bless you. That's 50 hours of Jeff, Weird Mike, and the voice of God. And uh, it's not your confessions he's answering. It's your fantasy tips or everything else under the sun. Follow him on Twitter at something. What, what is it? At the Fantasy VOG. Giddy up. Giddy Happy to be here. Up. Giddy up's not included, but you can hashtag giddy up on anything you send us. You'll probably find a lot of my tweets and Kramer memes. Absolutely. Which and is great content all around. Yeah. You can follow me at uh, Jeff Hewlett, G-E-O-F-F-H-U-L-E-T. Uh, if there's any dick pics posted, it's an absolute accident, but I know. Impressive. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, Weird Mike, what are you on Twitter? You are on Twitter. True story. God bless you. At Weird Mike 24. Yep. I say God bless you a lot, but I'm like the least religious person you'll ever meet. I know uh, we have some Catholic teachers, Catholic people listening. Well, God bless all of you. Even you, Coach Potikvar. I hope you uh, coach the Mount Carmel football team. I hope you watch the NFL draft because it was awesome. But uh, a lot of lot of amazing stuff going on in television and 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 this the world right now. It was a crazy week. Um, Avengers Endgame happened. I know this is not a comic book show, uh, but you don't have to be a comic book person or whatever to appreciate the best movie ever, all right? If you spend half a billion dollars making a movie, I'm going to see it. If you spend half a billion dollars making a loaf of bread, I'll have some toast. You know what I mean? Let's not overthink things. Uh, it was awesome. No spoilers. Uh, Darth Vader's his father. They all die. <laughs> Everyone dies. Yeah. Uh, I'm still waiting for you to tell me the end of that movie, yeah. you. I came home. I went with C-Mac to see the movie. God bless you, C-Mac, getting us tickets on the first day. Yeah, actually went on the first day. It was great. Um, I come back, and Weird Mike's like, so what happened? He hasn't watched any of the Marvel movies at all. In my mind, he just wants to hear what happened and absolutely ruin it for the people like in the grocery store. You know, hey, did you see Endgame? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Crazy to hear about, you know, blah, blah, blah. So I didn't, I didn't give it to him. Still waiting. Yeah, so you're not getting any spoilers from Weird Mike. Uh, another thing, Game of Thrones, biggest episode ever. It was really dark. I thought our TV just sucked, but apparently this was all over the world. Nobody could see what was fucking happening. So uh, thank you. Sounded like a great episode. It's like more of a podcast. <laughs> Take, it'll be better than ours. And my personal fave of uh, current events, yes. our uh, Jeopardy champ. Yeah. Hanging, banging, and question slanging. Weird Mike's so obsessed with our sports gambler, James Holzhauer. Holzhauer. Uh, who's crushing Jeopardy to record lengths right now. Crushing it. Earned over $1.25 million in about two weeks. Which, if you don't watch Jeopardy, and you know, not a lot of people do anymore. Uh, it's, that's a lot of fucking money for two weeks of Jeopardy. It's enthralling, folks. If you're not watching, I guarantee you he'll still be your champion in a few days when this drops. Yep. Okay? Check it out. It's unreal. This guy's sniping daily doubles. First, second off the board. Wagering insane odd amounts, confusing his as, contestants. As the New York Times said, he has beaten the game. <laughs> and they wrote an article about it. He's beaten Jeopardy. As in, he's playing just at a, such a different level. Like, like, like Bill Belichick and the Patriots, you know, playing football against us. You know? <laughs> hey, sure, we can throw, we can catch. We're going to lose 100 to nothing. That's what's fucking happening on Jeopardy right now. And Trebek's loving it because he's kind of on his way out. Again, God bless him. I, uh, I like it. That uh, <laughs> I mean, that other record holder, Ken Jennings, he's a Big nerd. Yeah, this yeah. Guy seems way cooler. Oh, yeah. That I'm guy's in. a butt sniffer. Yeah. <laughs> He's got almost the entire amount of Ken Jennings' win streak in a fifth of the time. Yes. They got Jeopardy live. On the big screen at Caesars, where he's a home gambler. I heard that. It's huge news. Like I said, get on it. That's been my favorite little slice. Pretty cool stuff. I wish I could bet on it, because I'd smash on James fucking Holzhauer. The guy's the Golden State Warriors against your subs. Like, this is 
The Harlem Globetrotters against whoever that green team was. I don't know. Libby, uh, Libby <laughs> the accountant from Delaware, gave him a run uh, a couple days ago. Leslie, can we check on the Harlem Globetrotters' main opposition? That's Leslie, our stats. What about lady. the other piece of nugget of pop culture? Our uh, producer taking down your uh, beloved Survivor title. Oh, yeah, that's right. Big ups to Huck. Brrr. All 50 episodes of Look Who's Talking brought to you by Huck Media Incorporated. And uh, I know his staff was really proud of him. We competed in our buddy Mike Dwyer's Muskoka Survivor uh, competition, which, which is fucking awesome. It's the best thing ever. It was the 10th season. Uh, heroes versus villains. He runs... Our buddy is Jeff Props. He runs a great game. It's so much fucking fun. Uh, and yeah, me and Huck were on an alliance. Uh, we lost in a, uh, a pretty tough challenge right before the merge. And my time was done. Yeah. I, yeah. I even said in the confessionals, which you do in front of a camera, that he records and then edits at the end the whole thing. It's amazing. I'm like, if they're smart, they'll get me out right now. And they fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's, uh, it's an illustrious title, 10 winners in all. Um, and, you know, Huck, I was happy to welcome him into the winner's circle. So our names are yeah. forever enshrined and immortalized on the Survivor Trophy. I'm, I'm insanely jealous. I've never wanted to kill both of you more. Yep. Yeah, Jeff, when you got voted out there, that was like one of the only times in the whole game that I didn't know what was happening. Like, they started reading your votes. I was like, oh, fuck. Like, I'm next. So what were you there, VOG, uh, sliding on the green jacket to Huck? Is that the uh, picture you're painting here? Essentially, I you know I don't need to uh, you know play again. I've you know kind of done it all. Yeah, you know, nothing, nothing left to do. But. Straight up, he's that cocky watching the game too, just commenting on stuff. Yeah, uh, and these rivalries get real. Like I th I think some dude's still looking for a ride home because like some girl was really pissed. Friendships ended. Yep. Um, by the way, Huck's gonna tell me at my wedding one day. He's like, hey man, I didn't vote for you, but I knew. You know. <laughs> Anyway, congratulations, Huck Daddy. Follow at Huck Media for some beauty, crazy videos coming out. The guy's a drone wizard. That new one, a whistler. I love it. And uh, videos from the heart from Huck Media Incorporated. Yo, Dwyer, season 11. I want in, bro. It's not going to happen because you dropped a deuce in Jordy's RV. And it, there was no, so it wasn't flushing. It, was, it, it wasn't flushing. And they had to live with that for the rest of the Buffalo Bills trip. Okay, now that I know the source... <laughs> Of my exclusion. It was a sneaky deuce. I, right? I will put my nose to the grindstone, no pun intended, and rectify the smelly wrong. Don't quote me that that's the only reason, but that was... We already had lived through it, so I'm not <laughs> sure what you could do at this point. But, uh... All right, we got a lot of draft stuff to talk about. The schedule's out, and the season's uh, growing ever closer. Your team might be looking good, might be looking bad. And uh, I'll tell you why Kyler Murray was the best choice of all time. Or uh, at least for the Arizona Cardinals. All time. I uh, love it. For the, Ari for the Arizona Cardinals, the ringless Arizona Cardinals, and their general manager didn't even make the decision. Here's the voice of God, Brent Waits, with our news that matters. I've just been handed an urgent news story. All right, all right. Thank you, Jeffrey. Um, yeah, as you alluded to, the draft is in the books, and holy shit, it's time for fantasy mock drafts. But oh. we're not talking about that right now. Um... <laughs> Football is king, and it always will be. Um, over the past weekend, we had the NFL draft. 600,000 people showed up to Nashville, like shattered all the other records. It was like 200,000. Yeah. Absolutely mental. Uh, but, yeah, a lot of uh, big names found their homes. Um, sort of where we expected. Not a crazy draft. It's, you know, there's been last year was a little more top-end talent. Um, but, yeah, Kyler Murray kicked Josh Rosen out of town and joins Cliff Kingsbury in a slew of new offensive weapons. Um and yeah, uh, you know, when your O-line is one of the worst in NFL history, you want a fucking QB that can scrabble a bit. So, you know, don't hate it. Uh, Nick Bosa immediately strengthens the 49ers D, um, along with a D Ford pickup in free agency. And Quinton Williams, your boy, uh, <laughs> yeah. joins the Jets, and which I don't like because, yeah, he's going to be chasing down Brady for the, you know, twice a year for the next little while. Quinton Williams has changed the way that the world should sneeze. All right. In his, his post-draft interview, he sneezed, and then he said, oh, bless me. Uh, thank you. <laughs> that post-draft interview cost me 160 beans. I had him to go outside the top four. Brutal. <laughs> Why would you make that bet? You, we really should have spoke beforehand because he was, he was really projected. But uh... Maybe if you return my calls, we'd speak a little more, VOG. Right. Well, well, I mean, we could talk about that as problem. well if you want. It's not necessarily deuce related, but it's true. It's true. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, you know, a lot of winners and losers. Uh, another fan favorite, DK Metcalf, the human 
just mental muscle nutcase legend. Thanos. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> uh, is headed to Seattle, which is especially interesting because it sounds like Doug Baldwin's career is over. Um, so, yeah, DK Metcalf, new weapon for Mr. Russell Wilson. Dude walks in to the Seattle war room. I guess someone told him to take his shirt off, and then Pete Carroll's like, I'll take my shirt off, too. Yeah, 67-year-old gum-chewing I, son of a gun. Yeah, like little, you know, old old nips. But, um, <laughs> but yeah, I'll throw it to you, boys. Um, you know, what do, what do we think? You know, winners, losers, any picks you liked? You know, let's talk. Um, I mentioned before the draft, this wasn't necessarily, like, the thing that excited me the most, but I was nerdily interested to see who Bill Belichick would possibly choose as an heir apparent to Tom Brady. I feel like I read some crazy-ass thing that they're waiting for the Clemson quarterback. It'll be the exact year that Brady quits. They can tank and then take that Trevor Lawrence kid. Okay. Kind of a crazy long-term plan. Yeah, it's two years away. We've been saying Brady got two years. Anyway. Uh, anyway. I, they picked Jarrett Stidman out of Auburn. A higher pick. Uh, would have been a higher-round pick in last year's draft. Went back for a senior season. Didn't make it. I don't really know where he fits in with all this, but I'm always interested in that stuff. Doesn't fit in at all, man. This guy's a fucking gamer, man. He went back for his senior year in the SEC to beat Georgia, to beat Bama. Yeah. Okay, he got one of the two, but he's fiery, man. I don't think he's going to sit for two years. Remember, Hoyer probably has that backup job on lock still because nobody knows the system like he does. So this guy's going to hold a clipboard. You know, off the heels of an ACC season for the records? Or maybe Josh McDaniels, Bill Belichick, and the New England Patriots a couple of years from now make him look really good because of some injury to Tom. Maybe he plays like six or seven games. Looks excellent. Has a nice beard. Good jaw. Enters free agency. Tom's, you know, on HG Brady. And just says, yeah, I'm playing until I'm 50. And some shitty team out west is like, let's give this guy $200 million. Put all of our jobs on the line based on his seven games. Does that sound familiar? A lot of San Francisco 49ers jobs relying on Jimmy G. How would you feel about that if your current mode of income relied on Jimmy G's ability to play quarterback in the NFL? I'd be worried. You know that we have differing opinions on this. Yes, I, I support do. Jimmy G. I do. His good looks. Yes. He's entered into the porn industry while he's out on the West Coast. In, indirectly. Right. Um, but, yeah, a lot, of, uh, a lot of heat went to the Giants, deservedly so. Uh, Mr. Daniel Jones, they, the heir apparent to Eli, uh, but who Dave Gettleman, the GM, said that is, you know, we're going to – we took him with a six overall pick, <laughs> yeah. and he's going to sit on the bench for three years. Right. So, like, have you, have you been watching Eli play? <laughs> like, you think he really has three years left in him? Um, very interesting. And also, they had the 17th and the 30th pick. All of which they could have got him. Yeah, he, he claimed. Yeah, he, he claims that he that Washington wanted him, and he claims that the Broncos wanted him. Right. But they both got their guys, and Dwayne Haskins and the uh, I forget the quarterback that the Broncos. Drew Locke. Yes, it was. He all was, the all of the inside sources they say both of those guys were their absolute lock top picks. So, yeah, the Giants. Interesting. Out. Interesting thing here. I thought you'd hate this. As if. As if Eli. Uh, and the Manning family got to pick their own replacement for the Giants. That's exactly what and, happened. And, and not just pick anybody, but someone who might be inadequate to the point where Eli stretches another couple of years out of this just due to lack of options. It's like breaking up with your girlfriend and then being able to pick the next guy she dates. And you, on purpose, pick an absolute dud, like some dishwasher or something. Or, yeah, you know, not the biggest... Yeah, shower dude. Or he's like 55 or something, you know? Sounds like the basis for another reality show. <laughs> the, the ex picks the new boy. Right. So Eli's sitting there like, okay, we got rid of the receiver who's making me look bad by getting open deep all the time. Uh, we get to pick this Duke quarterback who's not ready. And suddenly, I still have a starting job, maybe even for two years, just because I don't have real competition. My draft uh, headline if you will, is that Josh Rosen essentially was drafted again. Yes. <laughs> he had a terrible draft night uh, coming out of college, yep. slipping to 10. Yep. Everybody thought top three. And now they take Kyler Murray first overall. Now everybody's asking again, where's Josh Rosen going? <laughs> it happened verbatim. It was unreal, gripping. He wasn't there, but it was awesome. 
And I've never really seen that before. I, that can't that that can't have happened before. I was that was gripping television in Nashville, like you said. Place was bumping. Smashville with half a mil plus, for real, man. Six hundred thousand people apparently ruined a lot of bridesmaids' parties. Yeah, <laughs> bachelorette parties. Yeah, they're, they're I mean, it's the hottest destination for bachelorette Absolutely. bachelor parties. Tootsie, great bar, all over the place. Absolutely. But uh, they were less than impressed on that. We went down for a bachelor party last year. Uh, our buddy Hernsey's. Great, went to the Nashville uh, Predators vs. Leafs game, went to Tootsie. There's literally seven bachelor party, bachelorette parties rolling in on, like, hour intervals. They all got the pink, uh, you know, feathers on. They all have their hands in the air. They don't pay for anything. <laughs> and then they go take pictures in front of the wings and, you know, get Uber Eats at 8 o'clock and call it the best day ever. <laughs> That's it. Wrap it up. Yeah. Uh, weird Mike ran a little damage on uh, Broadway, smashing through a couple of those uh, bachelorette parties. Yep. Shout out Vita and the Sticky Crew. You know what I mean? Oh, God. Sticky Crew sounds disgusting. Yeah. When you say you know what I mean, you know, that, I don't know. But Fairies die. <laughs> moving on to a couple other headlines. Uh, Mr. Tyreek Hill. We don't really want to talk about this, but we're going to mention it. Uh, he's likely done for definitely this season, maybe more, hopefully his whole career. Yeah. Um, yeah, pretty ugly shit came out. Uh, basically an 11-minute video or an audio clip of he and his girlfriend or wife talking about how he purposely broke their three-year-old son's arm and abused him and threatened her. And there's, yeah, just garbage, uh, garbage human being. And Yeah, he didn't necessarily admit to that. He was almost discussing the this, this situation with her. But more than anything, he also threatened her, like mm -hmm. saying, you should be afraid. Like she said, he's afraid of you, and she's, he's like, well, he should be, and, and you should be afraid of me, too, in a really horrible way. Yeah. So I would expect him to be gone. And as we said, yeah, uh, Chiefs are losing their weapons for he, whatever reason, whether he, we discuss it or not. But the point is, he's gone. Yeah, he's uh, indefinitely or suspended. He's been, yeah, most likely going to be placed on the commissioner's exemplus, banning him from all team activity. And yeah, like. Police, like, surely this is enough. I don't know, like, yeah, they're reopening the investigation because of the audio tape. This is your job, like, yeah, put this guy in jail, piece of shit. <laughs> Moving on, Josh yeah. Rosen, yeah, as we sort of touch on quickly, um, he is now the quarterback of the Dolphins with Mr. Ryan Fitzmagic. Yes, so, not terrible, although the Dolphins have been op very open about their willingness to tank for the next couple seasons. So, so that's where he went, Miami, yeah, it didn't even happen night one, no, no, <laughs> yeah, and he's with I, Fitzy. Yeah, you better oh, believe it. Oh, what a cluster fucking South Beach. Well, I think Cardinals kind of fucked it up, you know, trading him after the draft, after they took Kyler Murray. Um, you know, you lose a bit of value there, and they didn't get a whole lot in return for him for a top 10 pick who, you know, arguably should have been higher. Uh, but I think it's really spicy now. In the AFC East, we have three of the top QBs from last year's draft class. Uh, you know, all duking it out. So it's yep. going to be some interesting rivalry games. Interesting relationship now with, uh, with, with Rosen and the Dolphins even. Because it's not like they were like, ah, this is our guy. We're going to do anything we can to get him. No, no, no. They spent two full days negotiating the absolute bare minimum price and basically saying maybe 50 times in one afternoon, eh, we don't get him, we don't care. So you're not like entering into a new relationship. It's like breaking up with someone. And also, oh, man, the other thing is, is the NFL when I was growing up was a bit more of a mob mentality. The point where these GMs, and the war rooms of these teams, it was private, you know? It was Bill Polian. It was, yeah, it was hard to get real information, especially freshly after the draft. There's a lot of these young GMs and new management teams, and there's so much more sports media now. So they're inviting in all these different sports media channels and radio shows and Sports Illustrated articles and pro football talk to do these behind-the-scenes draft things where so much information is coming out so fast that's how we knew. Oh, there we go. There's one of your uh, chicks from down on Broadway Street. Yeah, <laughs> Say, hey, I got, back. I got your, I got your jibs. Uh, <laughs> um, there's so much more information now to the point where Rosen didn't just get traded by his team and have Kyler Murray drafted to his position. He was able to read just like we all were the exact way it went down in the back in the backstory. It's like, again. Keep using breakups, but it's a good metaphor. It's like breaking up with your girlfriend and then seeing a, a Vogue article about it the next day, uh, totally revealing her thoughts and feelings on the entire breakup and why it all happened, how it all happened. 
the, the Cardinals are too transparent. Everyone's become a bit too transparent. Go back to the mob mentality. They shouldn't know all that. I shouldn't know all this. Neither should they. It's getting kind of ridiculous. But Rosen goes into Miami being like, I know that you didn't want me. I read the Sports Illustrated article on the fucking flight here. (laughs) (laughs) Very bizarre situation, to say the least. Yeah. You touched on the AFC East having a solid draft day. The Bills sitting here playing Briscola, Centennial Studios, Lenny D and Royal watching draft night, preaching Hawkinson to the Bills, tight end, Jake's bestie last episode preaching it. And the fucking Lions, one pick ahead? Yep. Go ahead and take the tight end out of Iowa, robbing the Bills. But apparently, this Ed Oliver guy falls into their laps. They're talking all pro, Haloti Nada, same deal. Yeah, he looks like a, like it's going down. Looks like a black football and, Santa Claus. <laughs> uh, apparently, I was far more upset than most members of Bills Mafia. Yeah. Shout out Bills Mafia. Um, by the way, I, I saw the interview with Tyler Hawkinson, who's supposedly this big, massive tight end. Yeah. The guy that they had on NFL.com doing these post-draft interviews, the guy's the size of Shrek. He is the fucking mountain, okay? So he's like seven foot, like 300 pounds. He's a retired football player. Forget his name. He's doing all these interviews. These rookies are like, they, they look like Smurfs, and they're, you know, Six three tight ends compared to this massive giant of a guy they had doing the post draft interviews. Uh, one thing that's kind of cool about the draft, and then we'll move on. Uh, the, the draft phone call is a really special thing because it's just something I love watching. And if you love sports, look, we you know we, we love the badass parts uh, parts of sports a lot. I love Baker Mayfield waking up feeling dangerous. But you know what? The soft side of me, the guy that likes the Rudy movie, you know, once every six months. That's not too much, Huck. Okay. Um, I like, I like watching videos of these guys have the best moments of their lives. And normally, in whatever industry you're in, if it's not professional sports, or even the four main professional sports, if you reach a pinnacle of your, in your industry, of your career, where you know you're, you're going to be okay, you know that you and your family are going to be okay, you've somewhat made it. You know, maybe not to the, the absolute top levels, top echelons of your, of your industry, but you've made it enough where there's a definitive line, you know? That usually happens over like a 15-year span, and it's not in one day or one phone call. It, it takes place over a couple of years where all of a sudden you look at your wife, you're like, you know what, honey, I, I think I think now, I'll get back to you in a couple months, but you know, I think we're going to be okay, you know? And you're alone, and maybe she's asleep. It, the fact that this, it, this all happens in one phone call that they don't even know is for sure coming is a goddamn fucking beautiful thing. I was, it's, it's, it's cool to watch. Go watch it right fucking now if you're having a bad day. I was about to shit on all those draft calls until well, you gave that super long, sappy speech. So what am I supposed to do? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> it's beautiful. I like the odd one. I'm not about the sixth rounders, third backup. Well, and, well, you're he, not anyway. well here's the thing. It's sh- all of them. I'm saying I'm okay with a few of them. I didn't like, I was overwhelmed with them. It, that's just me. It just, I think it shows a lot of character. It's a moment that's hard to fake, right? So if you are... You know, the guy who got drafted by the Raiders, Clellan Farrell. The guy was in, like, good man tears. He wasn't, like, losing his mind. I don't know. It was just good man leader tears. It's just seeing someone, like, seeing someone reach the goal that they've worked their yeah. entire life towards. Right. So it's, it's yeah, it's rare. And, yeah, it's just overwhelmed but, with emotion. And right. I respect it. Me too. And But then nine picks later, right after, in my mind, what should be the character example of how to react to your absolute dreams being made, your family getting how you know being houses and stuff. Dwayne fucking Haskins, all right, sitting in his house, pissed off still because the Giants passed on him. Very, very pissed off. Love it. Okay, gets drafted by the Redskins. He's like, yeah, sure, let's go to work. Yeah, all right. Not to mention, by the way, looked out of shape. Looked out of shape, and. I always think it's interesting what your coach, when he's promoting you for the draft, not necessarily what he says about you, but what he chooses to not say, especially respectable coaches that have reputation to protect. Because if Coach Urban Meyer from Ohio State says someone's mature, well, by God, he's mature because Urban Meyer said so. Urban Meyer said accurate. He did not say mature. And you know what mature means? Mature means staying in shape when you're out of the OSU football program. The guy, he's not a mobile quarterback, as in the guy likes to eat, okay? 
And since his mobility is not his thing anyway, he doesn't necessarily need to, in his young mind, make sure that he stays mobile. This guy looked big. He looked upset. He had the wrong chip on his shoulder. Let me tell you something. I, don't know. I liked Haskins at Ohio State. I think he's accurate, but I don't know if he's going to work in Washington. Well, yeah, who works in Washington, first off? <laughs> um, but, yeah, he's, he's a big boy, and... <laughs> Were you? Yeah. How mature were you at 21? Oh, you God. Know, so hopefully, hopefully they don't thrust him into the opening role. Um, you know, he does have you know a bit of time to mature and sit back and sort of learn the ropes. Yep. But uh, yeah, not uh, you know begging on him succeeding, but he will definitely have a better career than Mister uh, Daniel Jones. Well, we'll see about that. Right. Uh, that's, that's why draft grades. That's why I will love to make with you. Now, one thing I one thing I, again, if you like your quarterback, go get him. I'll get to that in the truth of the week. All right. Uh, th- thank you, voice of God. Uh, your double all rights. Move my dick, and I will try not to tweet it, okay? Because that'll be an accident. Just like Draymond Green claimed it, his was an accident, which it, w- it was not, which he later admitted, because that's what you do in sports. Butty. <laughs> all right, so after the draft now, look, I feel like the landscape of the NFL has changed a little bit. Uh, the, the power teams, you know, they're still up there, but who, if you could start right now, and have a franchise for the next 10 years, who would you pick first overall in the franchise draft? All right? You get them for the next decade. You don't get, you don't get any of the previous championships. You don't get any of the previous glory. From right now, today, for the next 10 years, you get all of it. I have so many draft questions, but I'm afraid I'm going to get yelled at. Probably. I'm going to take the Jets. Wait, wait, wait. No, no, you get one. That, that, God damn it. You pick <laughs> one team at a time. We just watched a fucking draft. You get one team. You're taking who? I'll take the Jets. The, the New York They're Jets. They're very exciting. Solid base. A lot of action. Sam Darnold, Le'Veon Bell. That's what I'm talking about. Chiefs. Oh. Sorry, Buster. That's okay. I'm feeling dangerous. I'm taking the Cleveland Browns, man. Never been a better time to be a Browns fan since color TV was invented. I got the Seahawks, man. Russell got paid, and I don't think he's one of those dudes that bails and walks away from his check. He's going to earn every cent. By the way, not to interject, but did you see the video of him announcing on Instagram that he just signed his deal with the Seahawks? I feel like he had just received a fantastic blowjob because yeah. he had that post-blowjob. Like, you ever, you, ever ta- you ever talk to someone right after one of those? And he's like, yeah, hey, man, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Yeah, we're meeting up tonight? Hey, that's, that's going to be great. <laughs> also, for the entire time he's been in the NFL thus far, he's had that, like, Dave Chappelle, like Eddie Murphy, white guy voice, like, hmm, I'm Russell Wilson, right. I like football. Right. And then as soon as he gets paid, yeah. he's like getting slopped on his knob <laughs> yeah. from Ciara. Right. Like, yeah, man. And now he's got cornrows. <laughs> yeah. Like, he had he's, a f- like, he's been letting it out. Just let the <laughs> yeah, tiger. All in. he was missing was like a 40. <laughs> yeah. Great. Bit of OE. Uh, my pick, I'm going to go with the Indianapolis Colts. Oh, great pick. I was just about to take them. I'll take their NFC counterpart, uh, the Philadelphia Eagles. With Carson Wentz. I'm going to take the Buffalo goddamn Bills. Yeah, sure. Okay? Yeah. Brady's not going to be around forever. Josh Allen is. He might. And (laughs) whoever else he's going to throw to. It's getting down and dirty here. Uh, Final pick? Yeah, final pick. Uh, Let's go with the wild card Houston Texans. Wow. All right. I like it. Deshaun, baby. Deshaun. My boy. I was going to trade up in this little mini draft that we were going to have for a second round pick next year, just to make sure that I got my, this pick that I'm about to make, but I didn't even have to trade up. That's good GMing. And I'm revealing too much, just like all the GMs in the league right now. Uh, I'm taking the air raid offense with Kyler Murray and the Arizona Cardinals. Let's see what this thing can do. Neither of us were even thinking about him, eh? <laughs> oh, just wait. That little chipmunk can throw. All right. <laughs> Yeah, I think that's about the only thing we agreed on in those three picks, VOG. Yo, know, the Chiefs are on a downhill slide. Yo, know, you teased it yep. in the opener. And, yo, know, those Texans, I'm going to tease right now for that weird pick, yo. Really? Yeah, that's right. Okay. Teaser right in. Oh, yeah, tease, go, go right in. So Weird Mike's looked at the schedule. The NFL schedule comes out for all you NFL nerds like we oh, like us. Oh, baby. We love the NFL schedule. The Herd loves the NFL schedule. Everyone loves the NFL schedule. Uh also, Las Vegas looks at the NFL schedule immediately and then puts out win totals for each team. <laughs> oh, baby. So, Weird Mike, I uh, did a pretty good one last year. Barely won our bet for a case of Muskoka Brew. Uh, Muskoka Craft Lager, the blue one, really fucking good. 
Uh, that Washington Redskins would get over five and a half wins. And I, I knew Alex Smith didn't have a full season in him. I unfortunately even predicted he'd get injured, which is horrible. Uh, but you won the bet. Who you got this year? Weird pick is back, yo. Okay, last episode. Missed it by a buzzer beater for the ages. Virginia beat Purdue to win the South Regional. I had the Boilermakers at a solid plus. A fucking miracle cost the first weird pick and a couple of hundos for Weird Mike, let me tell you. But we're going to get back on episode 50. Nifty 50. Feeling thrifty. NFL win totals. Weird Mike's fave time of the year. Under. Under. 8.5 wins. Houston Texans. Whoa. I will not take them to get back to the playoffs. A myriad of reasons. I'm going to lean back and say that again. A myriad of reasons. They play the NFC South. Very tough division. They open the season at New Orleans, Superdome. Pfft, who that? Not them. Right. Saints roll <laughs> off the <laughs> NFC debacle. Okay? Believe that. They also play at the Chargers, at the Chiefs, at the Colts. We all know who else in the NFC South. Atlanta, Carolina, never an easy picnic. Okay? Their division. Jacksonville just got a bigger dick. Okay? Nick's in town. That's good for another game or two. Indeed. Size does matter. Indy. We talked about it. They beat them in the playoffs last year. They're on the cusp of greatness. They'll beat them again. That's consensus. And Tennessee. Playoff team. Plays heavy. You know, they never sweep each other. It's not like that's a gimme. Okay? Also, the Texans play New England. This is about as much as who they play as what they got. Indeed. Okay? And they got a London game. So they're going across. You know, the middle of their season is messed up. And, of course, your boy. Love him. Everybody loves him. Deshaun, you know, guy gives 130% every play. Sometimes that doesn't last forever. It's true. So you know what I mean? They're one play away from, you know, was it Tom Savage still running the show? The second team offense down in the NRG Stadium? Texans under. Book it. Take it now. It's going to go to eight wins, which means you got to get seven to the win. Right now, 500 for the Texans. Pays even money. I'm taking it now. I'm calling a royal queuing up the spare on Malens. Okay. okay. All right. We're looking for a couple months rent on the Texans under. All right. Take it hard, baby. I uh, Again, we call this section normally Weird Mike's Weird Pick. However, that was actually a pretty normal pick with a... with. A Fired up. A pretty good handicap. So when you are going to throw us off like that, can you say, hey, man, I got something normal to say? Uh, <laughs> I won't introduce it as oddly. That's, uh, yeah, I like it. That's some tough competition. Check it out on uh, your site or Bet365. We're looking for one of you sites to back up. Look who's talking. So wherever you are, sports interaction, hit us up. Okay. Uh, yeah. A lot of stuff going on. A lot of stuff going on. But one thing that pisses me off more than, uh, well, a lot of things in life, because I don't don't really get pissed off, boys. You guys know me. Not a lot bothers me. Uh, But one thing that pisses me off is when you see someone taking credit for something they did not do. And I'm going to get into that more with this week's Truth of the Week. Yeah, you might have just made a fact just now. That's some real shit. All right. NFL draft on the weekend, the Arizona Cardinals, as predicted here like nine fucking months ago, uh, took Kyler Murray with the first overall pick, a dynamic, small quarterback talent who runs and throws like not a lot of people anyone's ever seen before. Actually, sort of a little bit like the guy who just won the MVP last year. Played very similar ball, a little bit smaller. Patrick Mahomes is the program. He doesn't fit into the program. That's why you pick him, even though you have Alex Smith. There's guys that can fit the program. There's guys that are a program. Kyler Murray, Russell Wilson, Patrick Mahomes, John Elway. Yeah, John Elway. <laughs> Not sure how many of you alive for John Elway, but if you were, he was awesome. And it's funny that John Elway was the last guy that a franchise took first overall only one year after picking a quarterback in the first round. Yeah, because it didn't fucking matter. Whoever you had playing quarterback... If you cared enough about your franchise's long-term future success, you take John Elway anyway. 
Everyone else can disappear and probably will. But cornerstone quarterbacks, generational talent quarterbacks, don't disappear. A quarterback who could be a generational talent is just worth everything almost. You never know. But some guys' ceilings are easier to see or not see than others. Josh Rosen isn't going to change football. <laughs> Kyler might. And that's enough for two reasons. One, it's exciting. Exciting is intriguing. Exciting is Rams Chiefs last year. That gets you prime time, sales, and a bigger brand worldwide, which the Cardinals need. As your team is playing a more um, beautiful style of football that's just entertaining to watch and people like your team. And two, if it's not all just fireworks and the Duke can play and Arizona can play D and Kyler's height doesn't affect his God-given abilities to avoid being uh, tackled and his ability to throw the ball, they could win the whole thing in a much less unlucky way and a much less lucky way than other teams who have won without a generational talent back there. Basically, it's a lot harder to win with Trent fucking Dilfer or Brad Johnson, as the Ravens and Bucks proved, than with Tom Brady or Ben Roethlisberger. Hall of Fame quarterbacks win fucking Super Bowls. True story. Those guys that can fit into your program, yeah, they might make the playoffs. And you might have this insanely lucky season where everything just falls into place and your D somehow plays all together at the same time and you just become this de best defense of all time, and, and, you, and you, win the, you win the big one. But 75% of the time, it's just this amazing generational Hall of Fame quarterback, and that's the way you got to do it. So my point is, is that Steve Kime, the general manager of the Arizona Cardinals, the guy who got busted for drunk driving, the guy who drafted Josh Rosen last year, traded a couple picks for him, is sitting there in front of uh, these post-draft interviews explaining how he fell in love with Kyler Murray. And he said something very pointed. He said, I didn't even want to look at the tape at first. But, and he said, but, but, you know, I have to do what's best for the team. Basically, somebody in the Cardinals' office told him, hey, we're drafting this guy. You're either going to draft him or we're going to hire someone else as the general manager, and he's going to draft him. This is not about what your plan is for the Arizona Cardinals. And I was thinking to myself, I'm like, who would have this much fucking leverage to be able to do this? This sounds like something the Dallas Cowboys would do. And then I thought to myself, who is the president of the Arizona Cardinals? Who, Jeff? It's Michael Bidwell, the son of Mr. Bidwell, the owner of the Arizona Cardinals. The president who basically fired the coach after one season. Steve Kimes hanging on to his job by a thread. You drafted poorly, and you had the, the worst passing offense in a league that's be continuing to become drunk on dynamic, new, deep passing schemes that are going to eventually take over the league. So you didn't exactly have a lot of leverage. So watching him sit there and be like, oh, yeah, I fell in love with Kyler Murray. No, you were told to fall in love with Kyler Murray. If you've ever watched your boss take credit for something that he didn't do or watched your boss take credit for something that you know he didn't want to do, but his, bo his boss stepped in and said, hey, this is what you're doing. So watching that beluga whale who looks like he's from you know, Tempe, Arizona with two buck teeth and a DUI explain how he's the smartest guy in the room, it made me sick. And hearing... Smart analysts say, oh, hey, you know him. You got you to gotta love the balls on this GM to push all of his chips in with Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah, really ballsy when you're pushing all your chips in, except you didn't push your chips in. Somebody else pushed him in for you and said, yeah, yeah, he's all in. Sometimes you got to do what the boss tells you, bro. Yeah, sure, great. Just don't take credit for it like some dipshit. So congratulations, Steve. Anyway, just hang on, Steve. This is the greatest decision of your professional life. And he didn't even make it. <laughs> <laughs> you got a uh, quasi-timeline on this uh, Kyler Murray greatness precipice? Well, I, put it this way. I don't even think that Steve Kime would have hired Cliff Kingsbury as a coach. Hey. I think this is Michael Bidwell, the president, saying, we are going in a new direction. We just had the worst offense in the league. The teams with the best offenses get the highest ratings. We 
are a business, and we've sucked for a long time. Um, Weird Mike, obsessed with time, asking you. Yes. Host Hugh. Yes. Not obsessed with time. Right. Put a quasi-timeline on some kind of Kyler uh, greatness or breakout. How about this? This one's for VOG. I bet, I pick, that the Arizona Cardinals over the next five years will have, will have much more success than their division rival, San Francisco 49ers. I'll take the new air raid offense with a mobile quarterback who's been a rock star at every level he's ever been at. Then besides the perennial backup, uh, dating C-level big-ass porn stars guy in San Francisco who I think is the third best QB on their team. Oh, what do you think about that? Interesting. Uh, <laughs> I mean, yeah, Kyler, Kyler could be that guy. He's, he is a midget, that's for sure. Sure. Um, you know, he's, he's 5'9 at a stretch. Um, I mean, yeah, he's, he's very accurate. He's very mobile. He's athletic. Michael Vick, but smaller and more accurate. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Um, you know, Arizona is riddled with dysfunction. So, I mean, not to say, you know, San Francisco has been uh, that much of a textbook franchise as of late. Let's see, Jimmy, when he gets back healthy on the field, I mean, their team is, is much better. They've added a lot of weapons, but I don't know. Another, we'll, time will tell. I can't, indeed. I, I can't be yeah, you know, locking no, it right now. I understand. Now, one thing. Bold. Bold. One, one thing that we, uh, I'll pick it. One thing that we did talk about on the show a little while ago was the hyper, the super football player that is the baseball player and football player. Basically, the quarterback who plays baseball as well growing up like we saw with Russell Wilson and Patrick Mahomes, create, and even Aaron Rodgers who played some ball, creates a guy that does not necessarily need to throw from that pocket stance. You don't need to draft, you're not trying to draft Drew Bledsoe anymore. He didn't win Super Bowls. He kind of got there when he had a good team, okay? You want these hyper-athletes in the new offensive-driven leagues that protect the quarterbacks, don't need to be as big anymore, Baseball players make good quarterbacks. Kyler Murray was offered $20 million to play for the A's, and he turned it down. Uh, I think this is going to work. That's why I like the kid. Yeah, me too. Waited for the big bucks. Yeah. You know, before we jump to your uh, news that doesn't matter, you know, the schedule, I love the schedule release, eh? Just as much as the draft. I got a couple of rundowns here. I want to hear a couple of quick thoughts. Okay, Bill's schedule, super tough. Going to be tough to win five games even though I love them. Steelers, super tough schedule. All the turmoil, how do they handle it well? Cakewalk at the end. I'm talking gimmies last month of the season. Los Angeles Chargers, everybody's on them. Kind of same deal with the Texans. They got five road games that start at 1 p.m. That's big news. Plus throw in their Mexico City game. And they're all over the continent. And Philip Rivers has 16 and kids now. Philip Rivers has another child, <laughs> and I really think they missed their window. I was fucking on Philip's fucking large sack right. last year, and they missed their window. It burned me hard. And God damn it, you're fucking Patriots, VOG, pissing me off. The NFL just pandering to them. They don't play one playoff team until week nine, yep. which is the first week after their bye. So their first eight games are against the bottom tier of the NFL. The Steelers is Then included. they get their bye. The Steelers is included in that. Sure. Week one, at home, Sunday night, against the Steelers in a new start of an era. Call it a win. Yeah. Let's do it. Okay, <laughs> what do you say? I'll take it. Yeah. Okay, pandering to the Patriots. Those are my schedule release. I know it's really boring, folks. Jesus but the Patriots Murphy. will be in the Final Four next year. Uh, book it. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyway, love. I love what Arizona did because basically, if you have the ability to look out for the long future of your franchise, like no one with a normal job would, but if your dad owns the company, you can be like, yeah, yeah. All you might be gone one day. We should take Kyler Murray. It's the Michael Jordan rule. Michael Jordan got drafted not one. Not two, but third overall. Because I believe it was Portland didn't need a guard. <laughs> uh, they just got one in the previous draft. I believe it was Portland. The point is, if you see a guy that's just a freak athlete uh, and he plays the most important position for you, they'll take him. No matter who's your general manager and what his plan is, someone needs to be able to step in and be like, fucking take him. Like Huck, if he was playing Survivor. You take him. He's the quiet killer. Bastard. 
All right. Uh, that was a lot of fun. Let's go to the news that does not fucking matter. Here we go. All right, all right. Thank you, Jeffrey. The news that doesn't matter. Everybody's favorite part. Let's get right into it. Um, Bless me. Start. Thank me. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Quinn Williams. What a guy. Very polite. Yeah. Southern boy. Yeah. Um, started it off with the Giants' new franchise guy, Mr. Daniel Jones of Duke. Um, just, uh, I'm, I'm dubbing him right now, uh, Peterman 2.0. <laughs> I think he's going to be shit and I'm really excited to see it. And I hope they stick by him for a while. Um, but yeah, just to, uh, rhyme off a couple of his collegiate lowlights. Um, <laughs> he lost 58 to seven, uh, to Wake Forest, the football powerhouse that is Wake Forest oh, yeah. in his final regular season game. Yeah, that's, uh. That's never good. Not uh, ideal. Demon Deacons coming off a huge season in the ACC Coastal Division. Uh, last season, he also threw two TDs and nine interceptions versus Virginia. Ooh. Nine not, after eight. Not a football 10. powerhouse. No. Uh, um, yeah. He also threw one interception and zero TDs with a QB rating of 19 during a loss to a 1-11 Baylor team. Hey. that Just like all the legends did, right? right? You know? <laughs> you know? When the game's easier and, you know, you've got a better team than the other guys. Yeah. Um, and he was also the 81st ranked quarterback in the country in yards per attempt. Hey. 81. All right. So best of luck, Giants. Yeah. Glad you got your guy yeah. at six. Giddy up, Gettleman. You idiot. When you could have had Sam Darnold last year. But, you know, you want a running back with a lifespan of like five years in their league. Right. Smart. Smart. Guy's got calves for days, though. They're, they're quite something. I'd accidentally tweet those. Yeah. I will say. <laughs> uh, moving on um, to uh, Mr. Smokin' Jay Cuddy. We haven't really chatted about him in a while, um, but he's been making waves in the reality TV show world uh, where he's married to the, I guess, former Laguna Beach star, Kristen Cavallari, an absolute smoke show. Um, I mean, you know, you can say what you want about his NFL career, but the guy really got it done off the field. Um, but essentially, she was just <laughs> revealing to friends at dinner or whatever, as they do. Um, you know, she had a breastfeeding emergency, and, uh, you know, she had a milk duct that was all clogged, and she explained in great detail on the show that Cutler went the extra mile for her and unclogged it, clogged it for her, um, screaming that she, yeah, he sucked that titty so hard <laughs> and just totally released. So, that'd be Jay. Yeah, way to go, Jay. Good for you, being yeah, a hero. Yeah, I always knew you sucked. <laughs> Actually, I always thought he was pretty good. Sucked that great titty. Right. Congrats on the sex. Absolutely. Moving on. Uh, Mr. Jeff Fisher. Again, a fan favorite in the news that doesn't matter. I, yeah, absolutely. I don't, know how, I don't know how he keeps doing this, but it's great. <laughs> this is actually great. I have to give it to him this time. Um, but I can basically say already he's better at Twitter than he was as an NFL coach. Um, so I guess, you know, a couple weeks ago he was down in Nashville helping his daughter and son-in-law. They're like house flippers, whatever. So, you know, he's putting in some, uh, some man hours. Yeah. Pops there. Um, and he beat us all to the punch. So he's like, "Sorry, I got I got to get the exact tweet out here." Shut up! What is like the the house the house measure out to like nine by seven? <laughs> so so here he is. Awesome day in Nashville, remodeling the house with my daughter and son-in-law. They're in Nashville flippers. Ig, you know whatever flippers. Uh, let me save the jokesters jokesters some time. It's available. Between seven and nine for seven hundred and ninety nine thousand <laughs> on the corner of Seventh and Ninth Street with eight by eight rooms. That's amazing. That's amazing. Love it. Self deprecating. Oh my god. Yeah, just just uh, beat the internet to it. Yeah, because he was about to be a meme and then saw it coming because it's already happened so many times. That's so funny. Uh, speaking of uh, uh, Twitter, uh, going back to this Daniel Jones for a second. Did you see what the Knicks? I put on Instagram after the Giants made their pick. The Giants picked Daniel Jones. And the Knicks official Twitter account says, we're supposed to draft guys from Duke, not you. Like, you know, smiling, crying, laughing, crying, laughing. The Knicks respond, or uh, yeah, the Giants respond, you play 66 more games than us, and you got 12 more wins. Yeah. <laughs> But then, yeah, they they respond at the end of it. They're like, "But at least we're trying to lose." Yes, exactly. <laughs> Amazing, which, which is pathetic exchange. Also, probably, 
probably the first time I believe an official Instagram account has ever admitted to tanking, uh, even as a joke, <laughs> right? The Knicks and Giants are beefing? Yeah, that's right. That's like Jets material. It's the Giants are are sinking low, man. That's why I love New York, though, because they're tough. I, I feel like if this happened in Toronto, everyone would just cry about it. Probably wouldn't happen. Never mind. Um, anyway. All right. That's the news that does not matter. Uh, for those of you listening all over the world, again, thank you for sharing our podcast. It really means a lot. Remember to follow us on Instagram, at Talking. H-U-S Talking. If you need help spelling that, uh, tweet us. And if you can tweet without spelling, fucking magic's cool, and I'd love to hear about it. Uh, on behalf of Huck Media, and uh, does he have anything to say and shut the Huck up? Survivor champ going out in pure class. Dude, he won it with the immunity robe on, and it was wow. a, great, a great job with the jury. Uh, just like the theme of a lot of stuff going on this spring, less is more. Less is more. Less is more. Giddy up. And winners win. Winners win. Unless you're Steve Kime and someone else does the winning for you, but you still get to keep your job. Don't forget that weird pick, folks. Grab it early. It's going to go down the next time we're on your podcast. All right? Houston Texans under eight and a half. Football's back, baby. Also, some one more news that does not matter. <laughs> Somebody is awesome, probably from the University of Tennessee. But if you type in fuckedmysister.com correct fuckedmysister.com it reroutes you to the homepage of the University of Alabama roll tide roll tide we'll see you for episode 51 woo